business in the UK. If your business is looking to establish a base in the UK, there are some real benefits to doing so now, given the relative weakness of the pound, which is why we are launching a series of webinars to give you an understanding of the key considerations involved. The UK has a thriving financial centre, a home market of more than 60 million people, and it lies near equivalent between key markets in the USA and Asia. It also has a favourable corporate tax regime, and depending on your location and field of business, there are a number of grants and incentives that your business may be able to take advantage of. In this series of webinars, we will look at choosing the right trading structure, audit requirements, the tax regime, residency considerations, as well as employment matters and personal taxation. We begin today by looking at how to choose the most appropriate trading structure and finish off by looking at the UK's audit requirements. Choosing the right trading structure. Deciding on a, a trading structure will be one of the very first points you need to consider in setting up in the UK. Your trading structure denotes the legal status of your business in the UK and has a wide range of implications, particularly in relation to taxation. The options available are, first of all, a private company limited by shares, which a limited company. Two, a public limited company, a PLC. Setting up, thirdly, a branch of your overseas company, which we can call a UK establishment. Fourth, a limited liability partnership, abbreviated to LLP. Fifth, trading in your own name as a sole trader, or finally, in partnership with others as a partnership. Let's explore a limited being a limited company. A limited company is a distinct legal entity, even if it has a parent company. Ownership is created by the investment in share capital. The company in question may be standalone with the shares owned by individuals, or it could operate as a subsidiary, where those shares are in possession of the parent company. If you opt for this structure, your company's liabilities to outside creditors are limited to the amount of its assets and issued share capital. Therefore, if the business is wholly owned by an overseas parent, the parent would not be liable for any amount of unpaid debts belonging to the UK subsidiary. Simply put, liability is limited to the share capital or the amount the members have agreed to contribute to the company's assets in the event it is wound up. Having one shareholder, owning one share with any nominal value and one natural director are the minimum requirements for setting up a limited company. However, you do have the option to choose as many shareholders or directors as you please. While there is no requirement to actually trade in the UK, the company must have a registered office in the, in the country, even if it's not its actual trading address. In fact, there is no obligation for a trading address at all, no for UK resident officers or shareholders. One of the merits of limited companies is that they can be formed easily and cheaply, usually within a 24-hour period. Every year, the company would need to prepare and file a copy of its accounts with the Registrar of Companies at Companies House, which need to be drafted in accordance with UK company law. Once filed, these documents are available to be viewed by the public. 
all accounts need to be filed within nine months of the company's financial year end or alternatively within 22 months of it being formed in the first place. While a firm can choose its year end, it is generally the case that it will choose a date to coincide with its parent company. Let's now look at a PLC. In many respects, a PLC, a public limited company, operates in the same manner as an ordinary limited company, has similar requirements and is also fairly straightforward to set up. The main difference is that it is required to have £50,000 of share capital, of which at least 25% must be called up. Moreover, it will need to obtain a trading certificate before it can begin to trade, and it also has to have a company secretary. PLCs need to file their accounts at Companies House within six months of the company's financial year end. As with an ordinary limited company, a firm can choose its year end, but it is usual to choose one that is in line with what is already in place for the parent company, if indeed it has one. Every PLC will need to undergo an audit every year, as well as any UK limited companies in the same group as a PLC. Consolidated accounts, i.e. group accounts, may be necessary if there is a PLC in the group and you will find that there are additional disclosure requirements in this paperwork. It is worth noting that PLC status does carry a number of additional responsibilities and compliance requirements. Please contact the Rotherham Taylor team if you are thinking of, set, thinking of setting up a PLC and we will be able to provide more details. Let's now look at a UK establishment. A UK establishment or branch is considered to be an extension of the overseas company operating the UK and it is not classified as a separate legal entity. Any contractual arrangements or liabilities entered into by the UK branch are binding on the overseas company and the UK establishment is subject to laws and taxes in this country. A UK establishment will need to have a trading address in the UK and present that present the necessary evidence that it is trading from that location. Certain documentation will be required to set up a UK establishment and Rotherham Taylor is able to assist with the paperwork required. Setting up a UK establishment can take longer than some of the other trading structures, perhaps sometime in the region of three weeks to a month. That said, a UK establishment can cease operating more quickly than some of the other options. While a UK establishment provides a presence in the country, a limited company is generally seen as both more permanent and allows greater independence. Third parties often prefer to deal with them. Accounts for UK establishments do not have to be filed at company's house, although the accounts of the parent company must be filed annually and also in the English language. If your business has any concerns about this information being placed in the public domain, a UK establishment may not be the most suitable option.
Let's look now at the advantages and disadvantages of operating as a sole trader. Sole traders run their business as an individual and are classified as self-employed. If you opt for this structure, you will need to register with our HM Revenue and Customs, HMRC, and adhere to a strict set of requirements. Electing to become a sole trader means that you alone are responsible for the business, but that does not prevent you from recruiting staff. Sole traders are free to hire people in the same manner as any other business, but overall responsibility for the company remains with you as an individual. As a sole trader, your main responsibilities are holding the sales and expenses records, filing a self-assessment tax return each year, and paying income tax on your profits, as well as Class 2 and Class 4 national insurance. Managing your debts, your business, managing any debts your business accrues, managing the bills relating to your business. Registering as a sole trader is generally a popular choice among consultants and those working on a freelance basis. Turning now to look to a structure as a partnership. In this structure, the company's business partners personally share the responsibility for the firm. Each individual is responsible for their share of any losses the business makes and any bills that are incurred. Profits within a business partnership must also be shared accordingly and each partner must pay tax on this amount. As a partner, you must also file a personal annual self-assessment tax return and pay income tax on the profits you receive as well as making the necessary national insurance contributions, NICs. All partnerships are required to choose a nominated partner who is responsible for managing the business tax returns and keeping adequate records. Contrary to belief, a partnership need not be limited to individuals. For example, a limited company counts as a legal person and can itself also be a partner in a partnership. If a partner is a company, then that in turn will need to have been registered with HMRC for the purposes of paying corporation tax on its share of the partnership profits. Finally, let's just spend a moment talking about audit. Um, and in mentioning the UK's audit requirements, they, which might have some bearing on the structure you choose, depending on the specific circumstances of your business. UK limited companies are not usually subject to an audit under law unless, first of all, it is part of a group which exceeds set limits of turnover and assets, being a turnover of more than £10.2 million and more than 50 employees, or its turnover is more than £10.2 million and its assets exceed £5.1 million and its assets are in excess of £5.1 million and it has more than 50 employees. Also, if it is a public limited company, then an audit is mandatory. And finally, um, um, exemption from audit depends on the shareholders. Any shareholders holding at least 10% of the firm between them can request an audit. It is the auditor's job to report on whether a firm's accounts given true and fair, uh, fair view of its profit and loss on its balance sheet, and also whether the accounts adhere to UK company standards and apply and comply with the Companies Act. While sometimes daunting, audits can prove useful when selling a business and ensuring you are up to date with its financial health. 
At Rotherham Taylor, our experienced team can conduct a detailed investigation of your affairs to ensure that your company is fully compliant with the relevant legislation. That's it for today. Next time, we'll have a look at the UK corporate tax regime. And at Rotherham Taylor Limited, we're able to assist in all aspects of setting up a company in the UK. Please contact us today to find out.